0: Hey guys, we're back. It's the Baller Shorts podcast. We've been gone for a while. I've been busy hanging out with Markel Fultz. Doug has been busy nope. making sure his ex-coworker Stone still has a life.
1: No, I've I've literally been sitting on my couch waiting for you. Waiting for us to be back, but but we did it. We made it back. How are you feeling?
0: I'm good. I'm excited about the NBA playoffs. I'm excited about seven of the eight series. Okay. I'm not excited about San Antonio Memphis. No. No. I think I would rather watch Real Housewives, which I'm like Ew. really against. That's no, terrible. I take that back. Within fun. two minutes of the podcast, yeah, I take it
1: back. It's fun to watch, you know, Kawhi do his thing. It's fun to watch Spurs basketball, but this Grizzlies team is is just injured and it's not a good matchup for them.
0: It's fun to watch 40-year-old Vince Carter. I will say that. It is. And I respect him. It and is. And I love him. And I hope when I'm 40, I'm dunking again, not still. <laughs> yeah. Doug, when's the last time you dunked?
1: Age 15? Um, I could dunk a small ball right before I turned 15, which is when I first tore my ACL. Or how old are you when you're a freshman? Are you 15 turning 16? No, 14 turning 15. Old. Yeah, so that was February of my freshman year.
0: Wow. Yeah. So where do you want to start? we got a lot of basketball. I know you want to talk about a little bit of regular season awards just because we've been gone for MVP. so long. It's hard not to. It's hard in not to. Oh, I see what you got? Um Who you got? Let's, let's, we'll start there. we got we a lot to there? talk about with the playoffs, obviously. A lot of series. A lot of interesting things. You know, right now, by the way, all you listening out there, we're recording this on a Tuesday night. Right now, Chicago is beating Boston at halftime. If the Bulls go up two nothing, wow. And Milwaukee is trying to claw back against Toronto in the fourth quarter. Yeah. I just wondered aloud if Rondo was better than Isaiah Thomas. He just doesn't care about the regular season. We'll get to that. All right, so awards, MVP. We're just talking MVP. Sure. It's the only award worth, I think,
1: going back and forth about So, obviously, four-horse race for a lot of people. Russ, Harden, Kawhi, LeBron. I don't think we need to discuss the merits of each. I think it's obvious. Russ completed the feat of averaging a triple-double.
0: Well, I think LeBron can be removed from the conversation. And I think Kawhi can. Go ahead, though. I don't think it's... I don't think Kawhi can be removed. I think he can. Um, Over LeBron, or just in addition to LeBron?
1: No, I think in addition to LeBron. I think they're 3-4. I I think I agree with you, Kawhi is 3, LeBron is 4. But I think they're both very far from 1 and 2.
0: Okay. I respect that. I mean, Kawhi for the team's success. And I think Kawhi does get knocked because of Greg Popovich.
1: Mm, I think he just doesn't have as big of an offensive impact as the other guys. Do you okay. know
0: when the last time a spur averaged over twenty five points a game was? Probably Dave Robinson. No, well it's Tim Duncan, you know but it was I think two thousand and two.
1: Yeah, it doesn't happen. Kawhi is
0: super efficient offensively. Super and efficient offensively. Twenty six a game.
1: Yes, but at the same time, the offensive rating with him not on the court doesn't take a huge nose dive. So I think maybe to your what you were talking about before. The Popovich effect does affect him, but I think it's rightfully so. I think they, they, they function very well with you know without their star players from time to time on the court.
0: I know we're both going to agree that it's a moot point, but a quick question for you: supporting casts, San Antonio versus Cleveland, who's better? Cleveland's. How many more games? How many games did San Antonio win more than Cleveland? Ten. Yeah. In a better conference. Oh, yeah, yeah.
1: Cleveland's been terrible since the break, I think. They've been you know 500 over a very long extended period <laughs> of time.
0: You're not going to like me to say this. They've been terrible since J.R. Smith returned from injury.
1: Oh, that's terrible. No, but they were bad before that, too. Um, yeah, we, we could get into Cleveland a little bit.
0: Anyway, but, like yeah. you said, so Russ versus I, Harden.
1: I rule out LeBron just really quickly. He had an amazing year, but with him, he just... He has another gear. There's playoff LeBron, and that's the best player in the world, unequivocally. And he did show up the regular season, which is absolutely fine. But knowing that, I think, you know, you, you, don't, you can't really
0: quantitatively
1: look at it unless, you know, we have his playoff statistics in front of us. But knowing that he had another gear, I think, just takes him off the ballot for me.
0: I'm, I'm with you. I'm totally with you. Okay. So, uh, So, hard the Westbrook. This is so hard. What do you think? I've gone back and forth with this. My head says Harden. My heart says Westbrook.
1: Well, you you never liked Harden.
0: I've come around this season. Right. I've come around this season. I especially came around when he made Enos Cantor look like a rag doll last game. Yeah. With the little whoop, dancing move. Yeah. And the way he's sharing the ball, and the way he's at least trying on defense. Right. I mean, he's trying, but shouldn't you run an MVP with one of your things Is as he's trying more on defense. Although, to be honest, part of what goes into being an MVP is effort. Like, think about Westbrook and what separates him. Obviously, there's the athleticism and skill, but it's the night-to-night effort that makes Westbrook truly unique. It's something mental, maybe something off mentally for him, but effort is an NBA talent. And there are a lot of super-skilled guys who have come along, especially prospects who had all the tools to become the next big thing, and what separated the greats from them was was simply effort. So, like, I don't know what clicked with Harden, and it's weird, because D'Antoni, I mean, I guess he's gotten a bad rap the last two, two places he's gone, but to me isn't known as a coach who coaches effort. I think it does become part of the equation. I think the effort
1: comes from the fact that he's playing in the most point guard-friendly offensive system ever conceived by a professional basketball coach, which is fine. I mean, look, it's led them to the three seed in a very tough Western Conference, kind of out of nowhere. No one really expected this of them. People expected them to be worse because they lost to Wayne Howard, and, you know, they, they picked up pieces that fit to Antony's system, but they have, besides Beverly and Ariza, they have no one really defensively. Their
0: season over-under was 41-and-a-half.
1: Right, yeah, and
0: they, they crushed that. They won 55 games. Yeah, yeah, I think they were the biggest overachiever. Right, to, right, right. To, to
1: that regard. Um I wonder, but the thing yeah, with me the is Are they the, the, biggest thi- over a the thing or with or me biggest? is when when it comes down to this decision, I look at it as if you took the player off the team, how much worse would that team be? And I really do think that if you took Westbrook off the team, they would be a bottom four, or five team in the league. And I think Houston would be significantly worse without Harden, but not not at not as big of a drop off. I think I know the Thunder rely on West a, a ton. I mean. He took, what, 100? He missed 100 more shots than Harden, but Harden only scored two points less than him. His usage rate, I think, set all-time records, Westbrook. But I just genuinely believe that he is more valuable to his team than Harden, just based on the merit of him being on the team. And if you took him off, I think they would be worse than if you took Harden off. I don't buy into the whole, oh, an MVP hasn't been on a sub-50 win team since who knows when. I don't buy into that.
0: I think you have to be a playoff team, and that's it. So playoff is the barometer for you? I think so. I've been thinking about this a lot. I've been reading a lot. I've been listening to a lot of podcasts. A lot of people have 50 as the bar. I don't don't see it. I agree. It's not
1: a team award. It's a personal award. In today's NBA, it's proven that you don't make the playoffs if you're a superstar with 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 role players, you just don't. I mean, look at Melo. He he maybe he's not a superstar anymore, but he had been a superstar on teams that didn't make the playoffs. It just it, that happened. Look at Anthony
0: Davis. Look yeah. at Boogie Cousins. Exactly. Look at Carl Towns. Anthony Towns. Yeah. You're right. The list goes on and on. Uh, I listen to Bill Simmons. He he's helped recently crystallize a little bit of my line of thinking. Okay. There's something that he's, I know he picked Harden too. There's something he says. Uh, although did he? End up picking hard because he, 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 he went, on a very he went pro, back and forth. He went on a very
1: pro-Westbrook diatribe, and at the end he's kind of like, and by the way, I'm picking Harden. Right,
0: right, right. Yeah. So he said two things that stuck with me, one of which I really agree with, and one of which I really don't agree with. One of the theories he posited is every season has... Every season belongs to someone or something. When you go back in the history books and you think, this was blanks season it's going to be Westbrook's season Mm -hmm. historically Mm -hmm. and unless it's something awful you know like uh, Simmons mentioned the brawl at the Palace at Auburn Hills if the thing is remembered the person team whatever for doing something great or spectacular I think that says a lot for the case to be an MVP and so I agree with that. The thing I disagree with, Bill Simmons is really high on Westbrook's supporting cast. I personally think it's a little bit ludicrous. He loves Oladipo, and he loves Stephen Adams. I like
1: Oladipo, too.
0: Yeah, well, because you're an Indiana apologist. Yeah. Stephen Adams, I wouldn't say is even definitively better than Clint Capella at this point. And Oladipo has never showed me anything that necessarily proves he's anything better than Eric Gordon. Um Fine. So I'm, I'm, I like the Thunder. But I'm agreeing with you. To be fair, I like the
1: Thunder's team too, but they need a superstar, to, or at least one superstar to carry him. Ideally two, but you don't have to get into that. So you, you're taking Harden. I'm no, I'm taking
0: Westbrook. It. You're taking Westbrook? I'm taking Westbrook. Because Cause those, cause you like going with your heart. And, and because I think this is the season of Westbrook. Yeah. And because I think Westbrook's supporting cast is not as good as some people think it is. And I think it's okay to go with your
1: heart. I think this award. I don't think it has to all be statistically driven. And I'm a numbers guy too. So I'm, I'm okay with betting with your heart. And I'm kind of with you on that. I'll do although I do think that statistically, you can definitely make a case for Westbrook. I don't want to see them split it. I think it would be a cop out. I don't, I don't think we need co-MVPs. Who do you think should vote for the MVP? I think it should be a mixture of the media, the players. And, well, no, it shouldn't be the players. It can't be the fans. It can't be the fans. No, I think it should be a mixture of. Um, Why can't it be the players? Because the what players Vendetta's voted for the All Star game, and what's his name, Thomas Soderonski, voted for himself. He had one vote. He clearly voted for himself. So what? If, or he's got a friend he paid.
0: So you know, what if the leader. media whittled down a list, and the players had to choose from I don't like that the players. list? No,
1: I don't. I don't like it.
0: I don't like it. Like Chris Paul, one of the
1: most respected. Players in the league. He's, he's the president of the Players Association. If he has a vote, he's voting for his boy LeBron. You know, of of the list, the hypothetical list. Wade is probably doing the same thing. You know, they don't care. Like they, they like if if you said, hey Wade, why would you vote for LeBron? It would be he'd just look at you and be like, oh, because I had a vote and I thought he's the MVP. You can make a case for him.
0: That's a good point. I
1: yeah. think it should be... I don't want to say executives because I don't know if they're as invested in each game. Is it coaches? Like coaches, maybe. Yeah, I think coaches do a good job picking all-star teams.
0: I agree. Really, so I, I agree. I'd be okay with coaches. And coaches I, at least... Well, So here's the positive and the negative, I think, with the coaches. Mm-hmm. They see all the guys and game plan for them at least a couple times every year. Right. So they have some actual trade knowledge of the players. That said, some of them, they literally will only have seen twice a year. They are so busy with every night game planning that if you're an Eastern Conference, you know, say you're the coach of the Milwaukee Bucks. Jason Kidd? Yeah, Jason Kidd. But say you're the coach of the Milwaukee Bucks. No. How Jason many, Kidd got fired. How many times, realistically, will you have watched James Harden play?
1: Yeah, not much. Not much. Not as much as you would have watched LeBron or someone in your conference. Yeah,
0: I'm with you. theoretically, the media would have, but the media—I mean, it's a flawed system any way you look at it.
1: I think the media kind of
0: represents the
1: fans in a way. I think they're supposed to be unbiased, even though fans are obviously biased. But you don't want any bias, and I think they're the be- They're there watching these guys every night. Um, I'm okay with the media, but you know, to your point. If you're covering the Milwaukee Bucks and you're a beat writer and you happen to have a vote, how many times are you
0: watching James Harden? What if you paid a collection of former players, coaches and media members and charged them with the responsibility of impartially assessing MVP coach Year, etc. Et so having like
1: a committee like they have for college basketball the kind Yeah, of, yeah. is is that Why is that a better solution to,
0: what, than having the media pick it. That's the, basically uh, well, what the, the media, media are. <laughs> That's true. They are a paid group. I guess the criticism of the media is that they also can be homers or haters. I don't know. I, I don't know. It's difficult. It's, it's difficult. very difficult. And it's tough because it matters so much, especially now that guys like, you know, when you're talking about All-NBA, guys like Paul George and, and Gordon Hayward, like they're Tens of millions of dollars online. Yeah. That media decide. Um, All right, should we get We're to not going to decide that today. Let's, Let's do get it. the playoffs. We want to talk about Playoffs? First? How many times do you think someone has led into a playoff conversation with that Jim Mora clip? Or, or said it many. in their voice? Way too many. Do we need another iconic playoffs rant? Kind of. Well, we had one yesterday with Fisdale, but that's about well, the officiating. He, yeah, he didn't say playoffs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We ain't going to rook. Me. What did he say? We ain't going to get looked or yeah, something, something like that.
1: that. He was—he he went in. I don't think the refs – I mean, the refs, maybe they favor the Spurs a little, yeah. but I don't see the Grizzlies making no. an imprint on that series yeah. regardless. But you, I know you don't like that series. You singled it out as the series you really don't even care about at all.
0: I hate it. Don't care. What series do you want to talk about then? Let's talk about the one that's on right now, Boston Celtics. Yeah, I think it's the most interesting one. Versus Chicago Bulls. Yeah. Going in, I didn't think it was the most interesting one. I mean, Chicago's been a polarizing team. Is, has Chicago been the most polarizing team this year in the NBA? Uh, well, from, yeah. from a not off the court from standpoint, a competitive standpoint. from a competitive yeah, standpoint. Yeah,
1: absolutely. I mean, they were sellers, debatably, at the deadline.
0: Yeah, they were.
1: They sold off Taj Gibson and, and and Dougie McBuckets, and,
0: and then all of a sudden Nikola Mirotic exploded
1: after getting several do not did not play coaches decisions over the course of the year.
0: Rondo got several the NPCds and now playoff Rondo is it's unbelievable. It's
1: like it's almost as if people accept this for what it is that that he's just going to come out of his shell and be this guy during the playoffs. It shouldn't be like that. I should like.
0: He should be like this during the regular season. He's a paid employee of the team. It's disrespectful to the game of basketball, and it angers me. Yeah. Because I go out for a rec league team, Doug, (laughs) and I leave it all on the court. You do.
1: Sometimes literally. Like, you'll literally leave things on the court and have to go back and get
0: them. Well, do you remember the game that I had shorts that the drawstring had fallen out? Yes, I brought you those. You
1: asked because you forgot your shorts, and I had to bring you shorts. It was the first ones I grabbed from that, your drawer. That
0: was a tough one to paint a picture here. Old shorts, ruffled, what do you call it, waistband. Drawstring, yeah. No drawstring. No drawstring. And it was, the they, were they loose. literally fell off on every trip, up or down the court. I was playing point guard, <laughs> dribbling with one yeah. hand, holding my shorts with the other, having to do a little dance in my hands whenever I would switch. It was um, fun to
1: watch, let me tell you that.
0: But yeah, so Rondo, it's weird because he's disrespectful to the game. And he's the type of guy that I think is unlikable for that reason. And then you watch him play, and it is so likable. Yeah. Like tonight, it's just beautiful. Well, this Tennessee is what he's does. capable of. It's unbelievable. I say so, this, you know, he's
1: right now, it's halftime. I have the box score up. He has, let's see, eight points, nine assists, seven <laughs> rebounds at halftime. We saw a play where he skied in for a rebound and threw a full-court pass to Jimmy Butler, who made an incredible catch on the pass. It's just... Like, that's what you expect of him. That's that's the... He looks like the player that we saw with that Celtics team.
0: Are you taking, right now, Isaiah Thomas? And, I mean, Isaiah obviously is also dealing with the tragedy of his sister, and and who knows mentally, emotionally where he's at. But... Are you taking Isaiah Thomas or an engaged Rondo right now? For what? For a series. For to, I'm just curious, for a point what? guard. For a point guard.
1: To be a point guard? Rondo's a better point guard. No, but I mean to be a guy in the one role, however, I, you still, look take it it. And I who, still take Isaiah. I still take Isaiah.
0: I mean he's capable of, of taking over a game. Um Who's the best player in that series? Isaiah or Jimmy Butler? Jimmy Butler's the best player in the series. One thing that I think is interesting about two series in the East is there are two underdogs with the best player on the court. I would say that Giannis Antetokounmpo, Creek Freak, is the best player in the Milwaukee-Toronto series. As much as I like Lowry, as much as I like DeRozan, as far as from a game-changing standpoint, I'm going Giannis. And it's rare that there are a couple underdog teams that have the best player. And having the best player allows you to win. Yeah.
1: I'm with you. I mean... We're sitting here. Toronto's up two with a minute left. Del Vidova just missed a, a three that would have given them the Milwaukee the lead. I'm with you. I mean, Toronto though does have the second and the third, and maybe even the fourth best player. Well let's if you, if you, let's you, table you know, that and get back to yeah.
0: the Celtics bulls but, for a second.
1: You know, the Bulls, Butler is the best player, and I think the things he does, I mean Wade called him LeBron like after the last game. And who 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 is more qualified besides LeBron to call someone LeBron-like
0: than Dwayne Wade? No one. One thing that I'm reminded in this series, and I'll have to admit, I didn't watch a lot of Bulls this season. I caught no. a couple games early. They weren't fun to watch. They weren't fun to watch. I forgot how big Jimmy Butler is. He's
1: what,
0: 6'7"? 6'8", broad-shouldered. And you when Avery Bradley is guarding him, Avery Bradley just looks small. Yeah. And... I mean, there's obviously a ton of things that factor into a game, but Jimmy Butler just looks, both from a skill standpoint and a physical standpoint, that he literally can get wherever he wants on the court, especially because Boston's rim protection is weak. Yeah. Boston doesn't really have... I mean...
1: Boston's not... Bu- they were built as a regular season team.
0: You would think Marcus Smart could do a decent job on Jimmy Butler or Jay Crowder. You would think they would have the right guys to handle him, but good. I, don't know. I
1: mean, good offense trumps good defense... The majority of the time. And that's what we're seeing, I think, with Jimmy Butler. Avery Bradley is one of the most capable wing defenders in the league.
0: Not against someone Butler's size.
1: No, it's exactly. But who in the league then, you know, has the size to replicate Jimmy Butler? There are a couple. You know, there's Kawhi, there's LeBron. You're talking about the best players in the league. This Celtics team is just not – it's easy to say this now. They're down eight in game two where they're already at halftime. They're already down 0-1 in the series. And It's easy to say, but based on what I've seen last year from a very similar team, this team is just not built for the playoffs. You said it, they don't have rebounding at all. They don't have rim protection at all. However, it's all right in protection, but very all right. I mean, they, they don't have anyone who inflicts fear, and this is a Bulls team that doesn't shoot. They're just trying. they've one shooter really on the court. They're trying Zipser. To to the- well, Zim- well, Zim- I know, but yes.
0: Zipser. You love Zipser. Someday um, there's going to be an oral history on the rise of Paul Zipsa.
1: I probably... Is it going to be a long-form article? In German. <laughs> In German? Yeah. We're starting
0: at the beginning.
1: This team is... I mean, you have Isaiah... What percentage
0: chance right now do you give Chicago winning this series? Better than 50? Yeah.
1: From what I've seen so far, I'll give it 57%. What would you give them?
0: I'd say it's 50-50. Boston's come up big in a lot of fourth quarters. And yeah, I think, think Boston if Boston writes the ship here...
1: Yeah, but they got to go to Chicago. and I don't want to see playoff Rondo in Chicago... TNT Rondo! Uh, ...with the city behind them.
0: How big of a disappointment would this be to the Celtics if they were to lose in round one?
1: Huge, but they have a lot of good things coming. They have potentially the first pick. They have money to burn. They're an attractive team in free agency for a superstar like Orton Hayward, maybe... Yeah, I mean it would be disappointing. They're the one seed, but I don't think even the staunchest of Celtics fans could see them beating the Cavs in a seven-game series.
0: I totally agree with you. Let's get technical for a second, though. Technical. What's What's the one thing the Celtics need to do better? Because I'm watching them, and and get a star player. Well, part, part of the problem is they only have one guy who can create shots. Yeah. But I, I've been trying to rebound. I
1: think rebounding is. But the can't. Thing. But.
0: Can they even do that better
1: with the people on their yeah. court? Oh yeah. no, with the people. No, I think it's a personnel thing. They, they have so a do you, very so you, talented roster on paper, but I don't think they have a roster that. A, a, I don't think they have guys they could put on the court together that will gel really as a playoff team. When rosters kind of get shorter, and you rely on your stars a little more, you don't need the depth as much. Really, I don't think depth really comes into play too much.
0: No, I'm with you.
1: So, you know, the fact that Jalen Brown or Terry Rozier is like their ninth or tenth guy, both are very intriguing prospects, doesn't really come into play as much now as it would in the regular season when you're playing three games and four nights or something like that.
0: Yeah, and, and it's it's shocking that in a year where there were a bunch of sellers at the deadline, and we've obviously unpacked. Boston's decision to not go out and get a Jimmy Butler type yeah. or a Paul George, but there were a lot of creators available or, or scorers, guys who could just get a couple buckets. We saw it with Lou Williams going to the Rockets. We saw it with Boyan Bogdanovich going over to the Wizards, guys who can just put the ball in the bucket even if they don't have other skill sets, and that's what the Celtics team is missing. Lou Williams,
1: although they have a million guards on the Celtics team, would have been a good fit. Yeah. Someone who could come off the bench... When Isaiah's not on the floor, because um, I don't think they could have played together and scored the ball for you.
0: I'm with you. Uh, I still think it's I think it's Celtics in six. All right. By well, a I'm, hair. I'm going Bulls in six. All right. You want to bet on it? No. Come on, put your money where right your mouth is. Now, speaking of money, I did put money on
1: my boy Russ Westbrook in Thunder. I think I got him at 280 plus 280 to win the series. Did How look you feeling like now? How you feeling now? Not. I mean, look. It only takes, for an away team, for an underdog, it takes, you just need to win one of the first two. Do I think they're going to win game two? No. But I still think that Russ Westbrook will win you at least one game in the series, in a game you shouldn't win. Um, ooh, big shot by Lowry. Put him up four with nine seconds left. Good for him. He's been struggling. In um, case
0: you're listening to this live. On the radio and live. can't watch the game.
1: Um yeah, no, I, I do think, uh, I don't feel com- super confident after losing game one. It would have been nice if they did, but it's the most polarizing series for sure, right? you got the MVP candidates going after each other.
0: You know who I, can't, you know who I can't figure out? Billy Donovan. Like, some days I'm like, wow, he's a great coach. And sometimes I'm like, wow, he's a moron.
1: What, what, what makes you think he's a moron?
0: They, they switched that pick and roll. They did. Way too long.
1: It's hard to guard that team, though. Because if you don't switch, they're going to the basket. They, they have guys who go to the basket. They, I, mean,
0: I know, but tough Harden team was absolutely toasting all of those big guys. Steven Adams looked terrible guarding him. I mean, we don't even need to talk about Nance Cantor.
1: Yeah, it's crazy. I, or or, 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 or Blitz
0: to pick. And, or, I, I mean, obviously, this Houston team is built to score no matter how you defend them. But but here's the most interesting thing. It wasn't as if the switch just allowed Harden to go to the basket, even though it did. It's the switch allowed Ryan Anderson to get a handful of offensive rebounds. Oklahoma City was the best rebounding team in the league. Yeah, they got Houston was a bad defensive rebounding team. The tide completely turned because solely... The switches allowed guys like the nay guys like Ryan Anderson, who were mediocre rebounders for their position, to totally take advantage of smaller switches, get boards, and you know what? You got to take the Rockets out of their flow. That's what? what you have to do to beat them. So what do you they do you did do? a
1: terrible job of of doing
0: that? I mean, what do I do? I mean, do you blitz Harden and just hope they miss threes? No. Like, what do you do through this are they're team?
1: they're a very good, they're, they're arguably the best three point shooting team. You know, one of the best ever.
0: In well, terms they of certainly shoot quantity yeah. at the animals.
1: Um I think uh, you don't switch. I agree. Because you, you have bad matchups. You're often playing, you know, a true two bigs against a stretch four and a complementary piece for the Rockets at the five. And you just, I think you just go with your best defender against Harden. He's going to get his... But at the same time, you got to stay home on Anderson. You got to stay home on Gordon. You but what are, doing, boys, like what are you doing against the an pick O'Risa, and roll? What are you doing against the pick and roll? What you? What am I doing?
0: Yeah. Are you hedging? Are you, you dropping back hedge. and you playing with Tiggs defense? You have to hedge. How hard do you hedge? You have
1: to hedge. How do you quantify hardness? Of well,
0: hedge? I mean, either it's a hard hedge, it's a you huge. hedge hard, I think. Okay. And,
1: I think and then
0: get back. It,
1: it, assuming Harden is, is the guy in the pick and roll, you've you got to stop his momentum. It, it's impossible to keep him from scoring because of the way he does it and the way he gets to the line and the way he drives and he can shoot. But you've got to hedge hard, I think. I think you have to stop his momentum somehow and get the ball out of his hands.
0: One development that we've seen, I don't think just over the course of the last couple of seasons, but even throughout this season in James Harden's game, which to me is just so impressive, is even last year, If you took away his left hand, he had some trouble scoring and finishing. Mm -hmm. He has become a more than capable right-handed driver and right-handed finisher this year. He has. And that just makes him so unstoppable. I mean, you would think that the Thunder would have the athletes on defense to, to guard the Rockets. Do the Thunder have to go small? Do what they did last year against the Warriors at times, and abandon the two-big system? I don't know if they have the personnel necessarily to go small. I mean, why don't you go Russ, Oladipo, McDermott, Robertson, and then Gibson, a more mobile big?
1: Well, Robertson, I think, is best guarding Harden. So you're going to have to rely on Dougie... You know, like, Ryan Anderson on Ryan does it, Anderson,
0: if, Yeah. If Houston abandons... Anderson's a capable His,
1: rebounder, though, as he's proven, even offensively. He's sneaky. He gets in there.
0: Sure. But he's not going to bully a guy like Dougie well, McBuckets.
1: Careful what you're saying. Think about it. I like Dougie McBuckets. I mean, it's not often there's a guy in the NBA named Doug.
0: <laughs> how many? I, mean, I could root for it. Do you think we can look up? How, have Doug you ever Christie. looked up how many Dougs there have been in the history of the NBA? No,
1: I've never, I've never
0: looked it up. There's Doug Christie, though. Know you, that. Know, you know what I would say? Uh, the proportion of Bens in America to Ben's in the NBA is, bad, is low. It's bad. Yeah. Hot. Well, I guess it would be high mathematically. I'm saying there are a lot of bends in America. And there are not a lot of Ben's in the NBA. Yeah. Is I'll there a single the ben, 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 ben in the NBA? Yes. Ben Simmons.
1: Um, there's got to be more. Ben Macklemore.
0: I should know this.
1: Ben...
0: I'm sure there's at least one more. If that's the only two... There are two Dougs. Well, Doug Christie.
1: Let's see. I'm Googling it right now.
0: What? Guys named Ben in the NBA? Just
1: Google Ben NBA. Let's see if, what it result. Ben Wallace used to be Ben Gordon. Okay, there's, the third. Yeah,
0: there's so a third. Yeah, there is, But not a lot right, right. right now. All right. Anyways. So
1: let's move on from uh, Thunder Rockets. So,
0: I, I mean, after... It's so hard to not overreact, especially for me as I'm the king of overreacting. the king
1: of overreactions.
0: But I feel like to beat the Rockets, because you're not going to stop them. You have to That's score with are. them.
1: And every time I try to move on from
0: something, they can't score with them. You don't I, move on. I know. Okay, let's move on.
1: Oh, now we're gonna move on.
0: Yeah, I just wanted you know, the to think be... about
1: the Rockets. No, I'm just kidding. We can move on. All right, what series do you want to talk about? How about the Cavs Pacers? Want to talk about that?
0: We can talk about that a little bit. It's
1: been too close-ish games where the Cavs have had large leads and not been able to put away the Pacers. Are the Cavs' defensive woes going to hurt them at some point in the playoffs? Yes. When? The finals. Versus?
0: Golden State.
1: Okay, just making sure. I don't
0: know. And they might get... Sw- no, LeBron will win one game. They're going to they're gonna well, lose 4-1. Was the
1: Cavs' 4-1. defense last year in the finals good? I don't remember the Cavs being good. I just remember them being offensively better
0: than the Warriors. They got stops when they needed to. True. Fine.
1: What makes you think this year that they can... I know they haven't been playing good team defense, but in a final situation when you see a team multiple times in a row, what makes you think that they wouldn't come through in the same capacity they did last year?
0: Kevin Durant. It's fair. Like, literally, for all of the reasons... Golden State lost in the finals last year, right? Draymond punching LeBron in the nuts. uh, Steph Curry coming up small. Like, Mm -hmm. in many ways, the finals came down to a handful of Harrison Barnes missed shots. Like, Harrison Barnes just didn't show up, especially in Game 7. You know who's going to show up in the Harrison Barnes role? Kevin Durant. Russell Westbrook's former supposed best friend. Who didn't show up in Game 7 of the conference finals last year as the only option, well, besides Westbrook. They had two options, and we the had 3-1? to re-rate.
1: Weren't they up 3-1? I know
0: the Warriors blew a 3-1 lead. I've heard that.
1: You know, I've heard people tell me that before. Um, I think the, the Thunder were up 3-1, too.
0: They were at least up 3-2. Yeah, they were at least up 3-2. Um,
1: okay. I mean, I think the finals, obviously, a playoff series is a different beast than the regular season. I think that's what we're seeing with the Celtics. You know... I think you rely on your stars more. And yeah, I mean, the Warriors now have Kevin Durant. They lost in Game 7 last year. They lost
0: one of those games without Draymond. By the way, I can't believe you would bring up just that Game 7 of Durant, who was spectacular throughout the playoffs, to try to equate him to Harrison Barnes. How did I let you get away with that? That is absurd. Um, I don't
1: know. I don't want to go that far. Let's get the Cavs to the finals first. Who do you think
0: poses the biggest threat to them in the East?
1: I have one obvious answer.
0: The Chicago Bulls.
1: No. That's not the answer.
0: Rondo's got experience against LeBron as a calf.
1: Yeah, not overwhelming. Well, I guess overwhelmingly positive versus a, a much 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 worse task. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I think it's the Wizards. Interesting. I think it's the Wizards. I think Kyrie steps up defensively. I don't want to say he's he's a good defender, but he steps up defensively. In, in big t- big moments, crunch time or, or playoff games. He's played well defensively the past two games. Decent. Better than his team's norm, I would say. He's come up with some steals. He's played some decent on-ball defense. I think someone like John Waldo is going to take him out of his offensive game if he's going to have to run with John Wall the whole time. And you can't hide him on Bradley Beal.
0: No, and you, you know? can't really hide him on a porter.
1: No, you can't at all. And not a porter's too big for him. Um, so, I think the Wizards, as currently constructed, I think they're they're very balanced. They could run half court game. They're obviously very good on the break because of John Wall. Um, I think you know they've given them hard times in the season, regular season. And what was the Wizards' biggest concern? Their bench. And yeah, they got Jennings and they got um, Bogdanovich. But as we've said, you rely on your your core guys more, and depth becomes less of an issue in the playoffs unless there's injuries. Um, and I think I think the Wizards starting five can
0: run with the Cavs. I think on paper, Toronto has the best matchup against the Caps. Toronto has the most versatility, the most different looks it can give. It's got a guy that can get buckets in DeRozan, a guy that can get buckets for himself and others in Lowry. The type of annoying big-bodied three-man and P.J. Tucker who could at least bother LeBron throughout a series and has been there before. I mean, if Bach is playing well and he's been up and down, they, they can just show so many cannot, looks. You cannot.
1: You cannot say that someone's going to give LeBron a hard time in a series. That player doesn't exist.
0: I just said it. He's not, say it again.
1: He's not... Kawhi Leonard can't do it. No one can do
0: it. Kawhi Leonard can do it.
1: Kawhi Leonard hasn't done it. Let me put it that way.
0: Uh, except when San Antonio destroyed Miami in 2014. He didn't...
1: Look up LeBron's stats. Do it. I'm telling you. Kawhi, capably played LeBron defensively, but he didn't stop. Go on
0: him. a monologue while I look up some stats. Go on a
1: monologue. So... This is my chance. This is my chance.
0: You're blowing your chance right now by <laughs> pausing and saying it's your chance. I'm blowing
1: my chance by <laughs> announcing that this is my chance. This is my chance to let everyone know.
0: I, for some thing. reason, in my head right there, I felt like you were going to break into song. <laughs> this is my chance.
1: Aren't you supposed to be doing something and letting me go on of my log? So this is my chance just to tell everyone. You need me to step in. Oh my god, no one's letting me.
0: No one's yeah, Ashley, can you chance. take away his chance? No. Ashley's our producer, right. everybody. She's young, she's hungry, trying to make it to the top. I mean, she's physically hungry right yeah, now. She had a small me. dinner.
1: All right. I don't want to spend my chance talking about Ashley. This is my chance to tell everyone that I am formally challenging Ben.
0: To a dance-off.
1: Three months' time in July to a game of one versus one basketball let me tell you why this. Let me tell you what inspired me to do this. Uh, it's, is it because you started running? <laughs> it's not because I started running. though well, I'm happy to use my second monologue, which I'll indubitably get, to talk about when I'm running. Okay. So, Paulie, our friend, who's not good at basketball. He's okay at basketball. He's not good at basketball though. Beat you somehow in one on one. In the All one time we I had played... the wrong
0: shoes, I wasn't trying. Sure.
1: Whatever. You had no drawstring in your shorts or whatever. And the one time we played when we were ten, you beat me. So by the transitive property, he's the best of the three. And he reminds me of that any time one on one.
0: Basketball pops
1: up. pops up into any conversation.
0: Came up on Facebook today.
1: So for me to defeat the transitive property, I just need to beat you one on one, once. So I have, I have a five hundred record against you. I guess that wouldn't help. I'd have to beat you twice. Um, this is, all right. So I Ben, this is my chance to announce
0: that I. This is my before. chance.
1: I formally challenge you to two one-on-one games.
0: Unbelievable. To be
1: played at least a week apart because my legs get tired if I play for too long once. How long do you think this
0: game is going to be? It's going to
1: be in July because I need to continue my running program. I'm going to run circles around you. Literally, I'm going to run circles around you. I'm going to figure out how many circles I need to run around you to get to like two or three miles because I can run that long now?
0: <laughs> uh, I have to eat my words here. LeBron had a fine offensive series.
1: My chance. My chance came through. Okay, so back to what we were saying
0: Cavs, Raptors. He shot 57% from the field, 52% from three. But that, kids, is a good example of how history can become revisionist. Because if you think about that series, what do you think of? The Spurs wiping the floor with Miami. That Spurs team was incredible. They had one All Star.
1: The Spurs team was an incredible team. The way they functioned on the basketball court, we know the Spurs don't need the multiple all star formula. They just need Tim Duncan, a young Kawhi Leonard. I mean, they just clicked. They were a very good team. Anyways, I think the Cavs are a terrible matchup for the Raptors, as evidenced last year. They took them out of their offensive stride. You know, they just. DeRozan was bad against the Cavs last year. Lowry was bad against the Cavs last year. I know they have Tucker, your boy, and Ibaka now, but I don't. I don't see it. I don't think you can even play Ibaka and Valanchunas really at the same time versus Love and and Tristan the way the Cavs can get out and run. I don't. I don't see it. I, I personally I,
0: don't. I, even
1: though Valanchunas actually did have a good series last year, I think you have to go small to beat the Cavs, or have to have a. A four, who can maybe put the ball on the floor a little more. I don't think Abaka's really shown much beyond the threes and, you know, the putbacks or the pick and roll.
0: Abaka really could have been a great, great player if he had ever developed any offensive game.
1: He still could be. I
0: mean, mean, well, who knows how old he is first. Oh, come on. You know there's some question as to his age. Fine. He looks older than he Uh, claims to be.
1: So is LeBron. LeBron looked like he was, uh, you know, 30, 33 years old coming out of high school. He's not even 33 yet. So. By the way,
0: can we talk about my favorite slash, at the same time, least favorite thing from this year's NBA playoffs? Yeah. The new LeBron crying baby face commercial. Oh, well,
1: we just saw that. It's so bad, and I don't understand the point of it.
0: I don't get it either. Is it's it
1: saying that if you get that Intel technology that you maybe can uncover the <laughs> fact that your favorite NBA player has a baby face occasionally?
0: I thought you were going to say that if you uncover that technology, you can go back in time so that you can be a baby while being an NBA player. Interesting. Uh, how do you feel about the upcoming movie, The Boss Baby? I think it's out already. I mean, the... it's been out for at least <laughs> at least a month. <laughs> the now-out movie, The Boss Baby. So, I was considering watching The Boss Baby, and then I realized that I didn't know what it was actually about. Well, I mean, Pretty it was obviously about explains, a Boss right? Baby. But, but I wanted to know, and maybe they wanted to leave the mystery. Is it uh, an adult spy who was put into the body of a baby? I don't know. Or was it a baby who's just super precocious and therefore became a spy? I kind of wanted to know that before deciding whether to see it or not.
1: I heard it was bad. They From whom? The, they, From
0: whom? They, who do you know that saw Boss paper? You no, know, like
1: online reviews. You know, people get paid to review movies. It's yeah. 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 Um, no, I. Uh, they had me too in the beginning when I when I first like heard about this movie. I'm like Alec Baldwin voicing a baby.
0: That sounds amazing. <laughs> um, you know where I now. think they could have succeeded if it wasn't animated, but if Alec Baldwin was voicing an actual baby. <laughs> <laughs> or was Alec Baldwin the baby, or just voicing the baby? Could they CGI
1: Alec Baldwin into just? an infant sized version of himself and he would be
0: the baby. Ooh, or what if they took a baby picture of Alec Baldwin? What if the boss is actually Alec Baldwin as a baby? Anyway, we've gone a little bit far afield. Yeah. Cavs-Raptors. I I mean, who knows if the Raptors will even make it there? Let's talk about the Bucks. Giannis Antetokounmpo, by the way, is my favorite young player in the game. He's so likable. He's awesome. He's awesome. He's amazing. I can't say enough good things about him. His arms are so long. Remember when
1: I denounced my Nick fandom? And you were considering the box? I chose the box. And I, I can't distance myself from the Nicks. And I don't want to even talk about them because they piss me off. Oh, but did you
0: see the tweet today, by the way? Which about one? Carmelo in the ring? Ashley, did you see this? Producer Ashley? No, what is it? Well, you heard about Lala and Carmelo, right? Yeah. It's so sad. Someone tweeted. There goes the only ring Carmelo will ever have in New York. Boom. Yeah. Burn. I'm
1: referring to the wedding band, I assume.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think that was it. I think that was good.
1: Anyways, um, yeah, this Bugs team—they play positionless basketball. We were just talking before. Oh, oh, this the Giannis point guard experiment failed. You asked, and I said, "No, no. I didn't say that it
0: failed. Here was
1: my question. Are we, are we uh, assuming he's not a point guard? Well, no, he is still.
0: No. Well, he's I want, I want all of you callers out there to talk to me." We have callers now? Yeah, 626-676-3844. At Ben Titlebaum. Twitter, Instagram. I don't Snapchat, and I never will. I want Snapchat. (laughs) Here's the question. Giannis is listed for, like, all NBA purposes as a forward. Right. He guards forwards. Jason Kidd said I'm making him the point guard. He doesn't always bring the ball up the court, but he often initiates the offense.
1: Right. Point guards don't always
0: bring the ball up. What should he be listed as? A forward. Why?
1: I think he spends look, he spends his time mostly defensively guarding fours. He's a rim protector. And offensively, he does play point guard, but also spends his time playing off the ball in in, in those times. He's considered a four, so just you know, I think he probably logs more technical minutes as the four. If you, I don't know how, you know I know like Bleacher Report sometimes has positional rankings and and there's some players who were categorized much differently. Like Drew Holiday is categorized as a two because he technically has more minutes at the two. I don't know how you define whether you're a two or a three or a one. You know, because you don't always have to bring the ball up to be a point guard. Is it, is it based on who you guard? We don't know. But who cares? That's the, that's my point. Is who cares with with this Bucks team? They have a range of guys between like six five and six eleven who are. Long and capable defensively, and able to switch—you know—anything in terms of their defensive responsibilities. It's—it's a pleasure to watch them play, and they're without their second-best player. They're only going to get better. They're only going to get better. I think they're next year going to be potentially um, a top-three
0: team in the East,
1: which isn't a far cry from what they are now.
0: They're the sixth seed. And who knows? Maybe they'll be a free agent destination. I hear Milwaukee is nice—four months a year. (laughs) They have beer. Yeah, yeah, no. which you know a lot about. Um, does Milwaukee have a chance to beat the Raptors? Yeah, I would have said no. Again, maybe I was irrationally high on the Raptors. Maybe I'm irrationally yeah. high on the Rosen. I mean, is Lowry one of those guys who's a great regular season guy? And th- this, I've read and heard this theory a little bit about a guy about Kyle Lowry, that he plays so hard every game in the regular season that he doesn't have another gear to get to. And it's an interesting theory, the is there another gear. Which I respect. I mean, I should, totally respect uh, that. Is he, uh, is, people is, have said that about Isaiah Thomas and the Celtics, about the Spurs. That's why people have been low on the Spurs the last couple of years, that like when they're not resting guys, they are who they are, and they can't turn it up a notch, whereas teams like Golden State and the Cavs can go to another level.
1: I mean, possessions are shorter. I think the, the regular season game suits people like Lowry and Isaiah Thomas a little better, but I, I've never been too, too high on the Raptors, although I like the moves they made this year. I, I do see them winning the series. We now know they're at 1-1. They pulled the in team 2 versus the Bucks, but now they got to go play 2 in Milwaukee. Um, and they're going to have to win at least one of those. I, I could see the Bucks winning, but I still, you know, would put my money
0: I agree. But But huge learning experience for the Bucs. Yes, and
1: so they'd be the three seed, they'd have to play the the Cavs next round. I don't see that series going longer than five.
0: Same. Although Giannis even
1: though you just had said that you think the Raptors are the biggest threat, so you you think that the Cavs are winning. Oh, I thought you meant if the Bucks
0: escape the Raptors. I tuned you out for a second. The Raptors. I I don't think the Raptors or the Bucks for that matter push the Cavs more than five to six. Raptors get them six. Five. Regardless. Let's rapid fire through some of the rest of what we think. Do you think the Pacers steal a game against the Cavs at all? Yeah. Two? One. I think they'll win one in, in Indiana and then lose game five. Do you think Paul George is a top
1: fifteen player in the NBA? Absolutely. I don't like the things he I don't like how two straight games two straight close games he's he's called out his teammates after the game. I think he'll evolve as a leader. But
0: But this is the first indication to me of him, like, really trying to be a vocal leader. I haven't seen it before.
1: Right, and, well, you know, playoff time.
0: Yeah, but he's been there
1: before. He's been there
0: before, but he was younger. Here's an interesting exercise. Also heard this on... Well, Bill Simmons said, who's the guy you would pick first if you were starting... if you were picking guys for the playoffs? And then he stopped there. But I thought it would be an interesting exercise. Let's say... Only players from the playoff teams are in contention. Okay. Draft guys you would want on your team. Okay. I'm not saying build a team. I'm saying just isolatedly say, this is the guy I would want first. If he's not available, this is the guy I would want second. Okay. So I think we both agree LeBron's one. Yeah. Who's two?
1: If I'm building a team for, the, is it for the future? Is it just for this no, year? No, no. It's, it's
0: you're picking a team for the playoffs. Just for the playoffs. Uh, yeah, yeah, but you're not building a team for the playoffs. You're just going guy by guy. If LeBron's not available, who's the guy you start your playoff team with?
1: Durant. Who you? You don't pick Durant?
0: I'm I'm debating Steph Curry. Okay. Uh, or this, James Harden. I
1: think for me it was between. I, I think for I me, go Durant too. I who's think, three? I think for me it goes Durant, then Steph, then Russ, then Harden.
0: So I don't, I don't know if I go Russ. The top three guys have been there. Even though I think Russ is the MVP, I don't even know if he's top seven for me in this regard. How
1: are you picking someone? Of, if you, if you're picking there, like so, if you're not, if your first six aren't available, and then you have to pick seven, like, or if your top four so are okay, available, so you have to pick so Russ. I go LeBron. Why are you not picking him? Well, just I go, to lead a team. Maybe. I go LeBron.
0: Yeah. Like Durant, Kawhi in there too. Curry, yeah. Kawhi.
1: Yeah. I don't know if Kawhi could be your number one guy. He to win is your championship number one guy. To win
0: and he was.
1: For that Spurs team, they, he was evolving into that player. I know he won finals MVP, but he was evolving into that
0: player. I bet his malleability, his defensive ferocity, his ability to do everything. With everything with, on the court, with
1: the more half-court offense-oriented playoffs, I don't know if he can be the guy. You can just give the ball at the end of the game and make things happen. He's evolving into that player, but
0: this would me, be an interesting to, exercise.
1: To me, I'd rather have Russ there
0: right now than Kawhi or Hart. If you had switched Russ and Kawhi, whose team would have been better off this year compared to what they want? Russ is so not a Spurs player. But maybe he is because Popovich is that good.
1: I don't think Popovich lets him do the things he does. I think they're both both teams are significantly worse than they were than the originals.
0: I would realize like... the
1: bigger drop off. Honestly, probably just because of Popovich, probably Kawhi going to the Thunder would be worse. Would be a bigger drop off.
0: I would arguably, for the playoffs, and this might be heresy, and I love Russ, take Jimmy Butler over Russ. Why? He does it on both ends. And I think Russ is, I think in the playoffs, Russ is not mania, but it kind of is, like being a maniac hurts him and hurts his team. Like his over competitiveness is damaging to playing mean, the right way to win games. Success than Jimmy Butler. Well let's see who does now. Okay. I mean he's played with Kevin Durant. That's fair. I mean and I, I And like the, like the year he didn't play with Durant, the team didn't make the playoffs, if I'm not mistaken.
1: I like Butler more than hmm. I like uh, Paul George. Paul George. You know what's interesting? We haven't even mentioned at all. Anyone, this on conversation? anyone on the Clippers? Or anyone is that on the jazz? jazz? Rudy Gobert. He might be first team all NBA, just by virtue
0: of being a center. The Jazz are kind of like Spurs. We haven't mentioned that series at all. Well, let's talk about it a little bit. Are they not Spurs like, but they're Spurs like in that they're such a team. Yeah. Their offense is not predicated on guys individually doing stuff, but collectively having solid offense. Depend on a bunch of perennially underrated people. I think the Jazz take it, maybe in 5. Well,
1: I don't because I think they would have won if it wasn't for Rudy Gobert. I think they would have won, but him being a question mark for the rest of the series, I think I think the Clippers are going to win. Um but I you know for me, the narrative with the Clippers is maybe they win this series, but I don't think they have a chance for the Warriors. And at what point do we start considering Chris
0: Paul's career a failure? I, that point came five years ago. People have been considering it forever. But like uh, Chris Paul defenders have been saying, no, no, no. Earlier this yet. season,
1: we were calling him an MVP candidate, and then he hurt himself like he usually does, unfortunately. He's injury riddled. But we were calling it an MVP candidate and saying, you know, this is it, this is it, this is it. But, like, is, is it actually going to come? Like, or is he going to just have to go to a team like the Cavs and, and, and you know, have a much, much less role and be one of those guys who kind of whittles their way into playoff success? Kind of like, maybe not as drastic, but, like, T-Mac was on that Spurs team, sat on the bench. He finally made it to the finals. It didn't do anything. But is that what we're going to get to? Like, is that the point we're
0: going to get to with, with CP? Chris Paul is interesting. Well, for a number of reasons. But he is simultaneously a good and a bad teammate. Yeah. He's a guy you want to go to war with, but a guy you also don't want to spend a lot of time with, I think. I'm with you. Like, he... It's been long reported how hard he is. Bill Simmons, I think, made this point. Or
1: someone on the Uh, Yeah, someone on the ringer.
0: Yeah, but... I've seen it there, but I've seen it elsewhere, too. Like, it's long-reported. He yells at his teammates. His basketball IQ
1: is is incredible. Could be, you know, the best in the NBA. It's it's
0: the same thing LeBron's been occasionally criticized for, too. Expecting so much from his teammates. LeBron
1: LeBron has the pull to take care of his boys, to get Tristan Thompson and J.R. Smith paid. Well, because LeBron
0: puts teams on his back, Chris Ball has never been able to.
1: I think this Clippers team, after they inevitably... Lose in this playoffs, whether it be this round or next round, needs to kind of implode. I think Doc Rivers should maybe consider going elsewhere. Um, Blake Griffin should maybe consider opportunities elsewhere, and Chris Paul should go find a situation that would give him the best shot at winning a championship. And I don't think he can be the best player on that team.
0: I don't think Chris Paul is leaving. I have no inside info and. According to people who do have inside info, this is never happening. You look good in New York. Blake? No, Any of them. <laughs> any any uh,
1: competent NBA player. I think Blake good.
0: on the Celtics. It had been discussed last year, no more this it. year. I see it, man.
1: No, I think they need shooting and a little more floor space. Blake's interesting. They don't need more
0: floor spacing. Blake's they need interesting. Re- They need rebounding. And playmaking, shot creating. They have plenty of guys who can hit shots, just who can't create
1: them. Blake fills the. Blake can play with Horford because Horford could space the floor, but I don't think he gives him the rebounding and um, shot blocking that they they need on that team.
0: I think he can rebound, and Horford actually is a top ten NBA shot blocker. You just don't realize it because he doesn't look good doing it. All right, back to rapid fire. Clippers-Jazz, go. Clippers. In. Seven. All right, you want to bet on that one?
1: I'll bet on that one.
0: Jazz-Clips? Yeah. All right.
1: You got to me some odds. We'll look no, up you, the you don't get odds. The Clippers were the favorites, and Gobert's injured. But we know right now that the Jazz Gobert are, is injured. Can I There's, look up what the series odds are? Sure. Look up what the series okay. odds are. Okay. Go. You're a monologue, time. This
0: is my chance <laughs> to take off my pants. Um... I just think basketball karma has decided that this Clippers team needs to break up, and for that to happen, definitively, they need to lose in round one and handily, and so the basketball gods are going to make that happen. I got the Warriors in four, got the Spurs in four, got the Rockets in five. I wish, ah. Uh, I wish Westbrook did more. Okay. All right, right now. Ooh,
1: <laughs> shouldn't have spoken. All right, last time I went on the monologue, I proved you right when you were looking it up, and now you're proving me right. So the the, the Clippers are minus one sixty five to win the, the series. Oh, I'll, I'll say, I'll say well, Ben, you, <laughs> you
0: want to go even money now, don't you? No, I'll, I'll give you some odds. No, I don't want to. I don't goals. want odds. Okay. Should we look at... Let's bet. Let's bet uh, two sushi rolls of anyone's... Done. Of anyone's choosing within reason. We can't go to, like, a really high-end sushi spot with, like, $60 sushi rolls. Thunder right now, plus
1: 700. Should I
0: just double down on them? It's a terrible idea. Fine. Um, Okay. Interesting.
1: Cavs aren't even on here. Warriors aren't even on here. Odds are too yeah, there's, yeah
0: there's no option. Although, I feel like there'd be some decent... There, People would bet on the Pacers. Nobody would bet on uh, the Blazers. I don't think it'd be defensible. But
1: I think some people might bet on the Pacers. Interesting. Anything you want to say on the Hawks? We haven't mentioned them once.
0: Nah, they're boring.
1: They are. They got Weird. caught in, They're kind of like the Bulls where they got in, got caught in between a rebuild. Sometimes they're very good
0: and sometimes they're bad. I can't I decide like, why they're sometimes very good. Like if it's all Millsap or... I like Tim Hardaway Jr. Schreiner. He's had a great yeah. year. Um, former Nick. Former Nick. What'd you let him go for?
1: We let him go for Jerry and Grant. who you let, let go let for? Derek Rose who apparently they're in talks with potentially bringing him back. Not even to broach that subject. Um...
0: Ugh, the Celtics, meanwhile, just look terrible.
1: They don't look good. They don't look good. They're currently down 13 with eight minutes left for those listening live. Ugh,
0: Rondo's picking them apart. Do you have thoughts on the Celtics live, please call in. Yeah. I just received a missed call from the 3067. Hey, producer Ashley, were you trying to call in? I was. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get an answer. Well, you're supposed to answer the phones. You're the producer. Uh, I'm good. That's it. That's it. That's it. Anything else you want to mention? Uh, our rec league team lost in the finals. He did. The Knicks lost their coin toss today. Two I have something to mention. Doug's 30th birthday is this coming weekend, so he may not be available for the next podcast. He may not get past this weekend. Do you want to invite people to his birthday party? No. <laughs> There's not enough space. Alright, apparently this nine looks space. On that note. Yeah. Later. which is my chance? I don't know. <laughs> it, it's, it's you always have a chance, Doug. This is my
1: chance. <laughs>